Hey guys, welcome back to Sprouting Minds. This week we have Janice Watson as our guest. At just six months old, her younger son was diagnosed with cerebral palsy. And Janice says that she was in a state of fog. We talk about what that means, how it affected her, how it affected her family, and how it led her to the park one day. And how from that day on, things started to change. Listen to the story about how Janice created this nonprofit called A Buddy Just Like Me. As always, please check the show notes for any additional information. Give them a follow, show them some support, and I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Hey! <laughs> Recording in progress, so we're ready. <laughs> we are ready. Oh, I how love are that. You? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited. I do want to warn you that my dog is behind me sleeping, and hopefully he stays that way this whole time. That is okay. I'm going to warn you. My kids are here. (laughs) (laughs) If they run in saying, Mom, I need you, it's okay. They should be good. They've got food, so we're good. (laughs) Great. And if you need to dip out for a second or two, it's okay. Perfect. It comes with the job, right? (laughs) Right. Totally. I've never done a podcast before, so this is exciting. Well, welcome. I I I heard about your nonprofit when you went live with Extra Lucky Moms. But I'm excited to connected with you because I didn't know about a buddy just like me. And before we get into that, I wanna hear about you as a mom. I know your son Wes was diagnosed at an early age. But Mm -hmm. with that, you didn't really know what's going to come from it. And I'm not a parent, but I can only assume that if you get told your child is being diagnosed with something, it kind of feels like the whole world is coming down on you. Yes. Yeah, that is an that's a beautiful way of putting it. And especially for someone who has not experienced having kids, having kids anyway is a whole whirlwind of emotions. And then to not have answers for a really long time was hard. I don't know how much you know about our story, but I'll kind of dive into it. Um, When West um, was born, he cried from the minute he was born until he got his MRI. And that was a fight. We went through like three pediatricians, two physical therapists. No one was believing me. I was keeping a journal and marking all these things. Like he wasn't ever comfortable. He was crying all the time. He wasn't hitting his milestones. His head was flattening. And all these doctors were saying, he's your second child, every baby's different. And I just kept pushing, pushing. Finally, I literally threw a packet of papers to our last physical therapist and God bless her because I still have her as a therapist. But I said, help me, help me. And I was crying. I remember it to this day. But so West got his MRI at six months old and was diagnosed with cerebral palsy and um, very cut and dry. The, The doctor that read his MRI was like, he has cerebral palsy, which is scarring of the brain. And my first instinct was, what did I do wrong? Because that's what us moms do is we put it all on us, right? What did I do wrong? How could I have prevented this? And he said, um, no, there's enough scarring that it happened in utero. Um, we'll see what happens. And then he like left. He was so cut and dry. But here I had this baby coming out of sedation and I was by myself and I'd never even heard of cerebral palsy in that context. And so I did what everybody else does. And I went and Googled, which is like a nightmare for anyone. No offense to Google, but I was like left feeling really inadequate to be West's mom. I mean, I'd been a mom to my oldest for four years. 
Um, but every child, like they said, is different. And so having a second and then having a diagnosis I was unfamiliar with, um, I felt really inadequate to be West mom and, and Google did not help with, uh, now I know I've been in the cerebral palsy world for a while now, eight years, he's eight now. And it's an umbrella, which I wouldn't, I didn't know until I learned about it. And, and so just like with everything else, we had to learn what his diagnosis would contain. And, and the doctor was right in the way that we did have to wait to see what happens. But, um, at that time, not the best words for a mom who's panicking. So, um, but yeah, so I slipped into a fog. And honestly, I think I look back now and I don't, we lived. That's all I can say. Like we would just go to doctor's appointments. I did everything they told me to do. You know, they said he needs Botox and he's like a year. And I'm thinking it seems so early for fine lines and wrinkles. Cause I didn't know what that was. And the thing that I think is so, um, a common thread in at least the that I found in the special needs community is everybody's talking, but no one's connecting. So like everyone's finding everything, even to this day, I'm eight years into the community and I'm still finding out new things or things that would have been very beneficial when he was smaller. And so my goal is to make sure that, that we find a place where you can have one stop shop, where you find all the things that you need. You find a community, um, you find people just like you also people who aren't just like you, but are in similar boats because the human experience is a variant. I feel like everyone has a different experience, but it's very much the same. Everyone is yes. experiencing life. Everyone is experiencing turmoil and sadness. Um, the grief doesn't go away. It comes back in waves. Um, and there's moments where we have such awesome achievements and there's moments where, you know, I cry still and I'm going to forever. And with a buddy just like me, I feel lucky to have sprouted this nonprofit because I am an advocate for West and I always will be. I think every mom should be or every parent should be an advocate for their child with a diagnosis. But eventually I want him to be a self-advocate, right? Yeah. And I will never know what having cerebral palsy is like. As much as I can empathize with West as his mom, I will never know that experience. So I get really excited when I think of how we can connect with a buddy just like me. You know, we have finding a buddy which is someone who is diagnosed, um, an individual. We have our mentor program. That's what I'm most excited about is that people who have lived that experience can walk that road and answer questions and they can see what it does is it gives hope. Um, even if it's a hope for a minute, a hope for a longevity, you know, gives hope where it feels very hopeless. And the experience has no, no offense to doctors, but the experience of living it is such a bigger benefit to a diagnosis, I feel like in my experience, then a piece of paper that tells you what you're diagnosed with, because life is ever evolving and changing. And I tell my boys all the time, we are human beings, we are in movement, we are not human done. Yeah. <laughs> so it comes and goes and life is rolling, whether we like it or not. So I'm mostly excited for that. And then obviously our caregiver community, which I wanted to have a space where anyone who it, um, in any chapter of life and a diagnosis could connect with people because we have such vital experience from people who've lived years and years and years in a diagnosis. And then we've got new moms like me, who I once was with 94 tabs on Google, thinking, how am I going to get through this? And for me, um, I had a moment when Wes was diagnosed as in the fog. I don't know how much 
should I just keep going? I feel like I'm just word vomiting to you, no, my friend. No, go ahead. I, what, I, this is your your time. So you talk oh, about whatever sweet. you want and I'll chime you in know, when, when needed. <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh, perfect. Okay, so I'm just pretending like we're two gals gabbing. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I say the fog, it's, you know, obviously I know that's grief. But for me, I couldn't describe it in any other way. Um, I just went through the motions. I did what I was told by his doctors then. Um, and by that, I mean, West, I was still moving his body and stuff. West didn't start walking until he was two and two months. So a lot of this was like, he was very immobile and wasn't comfortable, couldn't hold himself up. And so I was crazy. I think, uh, grief made me crazy. And I, um, in that Google search, I saw, oh, a potential service dog. So what did I do in the middle of grief? I got a puppy, which, (laughs) so here I am with myself and mind you, I'm still full-time working and my husband works graveyard. So like I'm solo loco (laughs) and I've got this newly diagnosed baby. I got a puppy and then I have my sweet four-year-old that is like, energy stimulating needs to have movement, right? So I'm going cabin fever in the midst of grief. And we decided to go to the park one day because we had to get out of the house. And I was just feeling lonely. And I had tried like reaching out to like groups on other social media platforms. But back then that time wasn't my time. I was so busy in real life that like I couldn't I get lost in the algorithm and then I couldn't keep up. And it just wasn't the connections that I was needing. I couldn't really find anything. And so we went to the park <laughs> and it started raining. So I'm with my puppy and my husband has our baby in the carrier. West is asleep. My oldest is being, um, is swinging on the swing and I'm holding the puppy because I don't want to get muddy because right. on top of all of this, right. And I'm just, I can feel the rain on my cheeks and I'm just crying. And, um, I got approached by these two ladies and they said, we love your dog. I said, thank you. And because I hadn't, spoken to anyone but therapists for like however long I like spewed out we got him as a potential service dog for my son and she stopped me and she put her hand on my arm and she said uh did he have a stroke in utero and I said yes she said does it affect his left side and I said yes by this time I'm like you know (laughs) she said mine's 19 plays the drums and goes to college if you don't limit him he can do anything and that simple connection I realized I wasn't alone, right? Someone else had experienced this and she gave me hope. She gave me hope that like this, this feeling of grief doesn't last forever. Um, that I wasn't alone, that someone else had experienced this. And that alone made me, and I am very type A, pull your bootstraps up kind of girl. <laughs> and I found West the best OT, the best PT, the best neuro, but it gave me just that fulfillment of I wasn't alone. Because I feel like connection is so vital. Like I said, life and the human experience is ever evolving. Um, but as we all go through it, we're all going so digital and we're all so alone. But really, we're all in very common, right? And so her connection, seriously, I hope I someday can meet her. Because <laughs> she changed my life in that minute of, it was almost like a wake up, with like a slap to the face, but in a compassionate way of like, <laughs> an answer to an unsaid prayer I hadn't said that it was just like, you're not alone. And um, I needed that connection more than ever. I needed a community. Um, and so fast forward five years and my sweet West started noticing his differences. And he kept saying things like, nobody in this family is like me. I don't know anyone like me. 
And I didn't want to put adult words to his sweet, tender heart. And yeah. but I knew exactly what he was saying. So he lifted his left affected hand that says, Mommy, mom like me, I need a buddy just like me. And he yelled it so loud. And with that, like the nugget of our nonprofit started that Wes needed to feel community and he needed to feel connection and Wes needed hope. And so that is our goal and our mission with a buddy just like me. We help individuals, their families and caregivers find and create meaningful connections. Um, and our goal is as our little tiny nonprofit is to be everywhere because everyone needs a connection far and wide. I think the pandemic made us all feel the isolation. Um, I found a statistic that said uh, isolation, social isolation is the equivalent of smoking, has the equivalent on your body as 15 cigarettes in a day. And I think we all really got the reality of that with the pandemic, but people are living in isolation with a diagnosis for their whole lives. So let's change that narrative. Let's make it a place where anyone can find anybody that they need in the way that they can with a buddy just like me. That's a little bit about it. <laughs> just, just a little. I think also it's very healthy and necessary to have that grief, right? And go through yes. those feelings because it's real, right? You, you right. as a mom, like you, you're growing this little baby and he comes out and you're like, oh my gosh, what did I do wrong? And it, it's 100%. not anything you did any, you know, it's right. just unfortunately how this world yeah. is. And you only need that one little connection, but you need that connection because you get stuck in, I'm alone. I There's 100%. no one else here. And just like you were feeling that way, your son felt yes. that way. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, right. He needs to feel that too. And here's this yes. organization that you're helping kids and you're helping right. parents because a right. parent might say, okay, I have this going on. I need to find a doctor. Mm-hmm. Who, yes. who knows one? And why? Why do you recommend this one? So you're Mm -hmm. kind of helping the whole family evolve. And that's, that's a big thing. Yeah, well, I mean, it's been pretty exciting. But the reality is, is that I have my own story with a diagnosis. I come from a caregiver side. I am not, I'm, you would know, knowing me coming in a room that I have ADHD, but I don't walk in a room saying I have ADHD. Right. But Wes doesn't have that convenience. You know, his is a visible um, diagnosis, but not everybody has that. So my story comes from a caregiver side. West has an older brother who has his own experience with this diagnosis. Um, my oldest, I say he was born 40. And I get why now, because a lot of my time was when West was really small, was taking him and doing things that he needed. And McCoy had to grow up a lot faster. And I feel like a lot of siblings identify with that, you know, yeah. and identify with you know, there's a place for me too. In this situation, our pie in the sky with a buddy just like me is to make, once we are able to make connections and make family retreats so that people can meet other people and siblings can have breakoff sessions where they can heal and grow and learn together. Parents can do the same thing. Individuals with the diagnosis can share experiences. I have big dreams, my friends. <laughs> so do I. So, and I mean, why shouldn't we? Why shouldn't right? we? One life. We've one got life. one life. And, <laughs> yeah. and also, it's meaningful. It's a very holistic approach. It's very meaningful. And as you said, it's not just the parents or the child. It's siblings. It's probably grandparents. It's everyone. And it's mm-hmm. it's a great way to just make this world a nicer community. Because yes. as you said, there are some disabilities that are visible. And then there are a mm-hmm. lot that aren't. 
And a lot right. of people who don't have visible disabilities, everyone looks at them and says, you don't have a disability. I can't right. see it. And it's like, well, not everything is visible. Mm-hmm. So you're also working to change that mindset, too, of it, it doesn't matter if it's visible or not. We're here for you. We're connecting you with others. And there are other people going through, if not the exact same thing, a similar thing. That's, yes, exactly. Yep, you get it. You get the mission. <laughs> it's it's beautiful. Yeah, thank I mean, you. How, how are you guys hoping to branch out? I didn't hear about you guys until you were live on Instagram, which is a great step forward, I think. Mm-hmm. Now social media is kind of catching, well, maybe we're catching up to social media. I don't know. Right. But I feel like we're always in ever yeah. evolving with social media. So right now, our home base is Utah. That's where we um, are located, where our nonprofit started. Um, but we are actually in development with an app that is coming this spring where people have connection at their fingertips, where it's uh, uniquely just for those diagnosed, um, our mentorship program and caregivers. So with a buddy just like me through our efforts, West actually found his first friend with cerebral palsy. His name is Baylor. Um, and because of the uniqueness of our app, uh, Baylor lived three miles away from us for five years. We had the same physician and PT and never knew it. So our goal is to get into every hospital and connect that missing link, right? Because we love HIPAA. I am grateful for HIPAA personally, but it limits our wonderful providers that have boatloads of people they can connect but don't have a capability. So use us. A buddy just like me can connect and it changes lives. Just that one connection for West and Baylor has been life-changing for them. And I feel like you're not alone. And that's my message to everybody is that if you want this connection, we're here for you. If you're not wanting the connection, I totally understand because everyone's in a different stage too. Of course. Um, a lot of people don't love to uh, talk about their diagnosis and I can understand that. Um, but for me and my family, um, our diagnosis is not the whole story, but it's part of every chapter of our life. And it's necessary um, that people are aware of what West is going through for his life. He's going to have cerebral palsy all of his life. Um, and so it's never anything that we have shame in, but also that we have power in what his life becomes is on him. Right. So yeah. It's it's a place for everybody that wants it, and we love the support. Um, we actually went live as a nonprofit in October. Our website is a buddy just like me dot com or org. You can find us on either. Um, but we've already been visited by twelve countries. We have three hundred and sixty five unique connections waiting. So once we saw how much the need was, we thought how would be the safest, most effective. Um, uh, connecting way with easy access. And that's how I thought of the app. And so we've been working on that since summer of last year. And because we've had some generous donations, it's getting pushed forward. But we've just really hunkered down with this is what we're committed to. We're, there's no plan B for me and my husband. We sold our house and put all of our money into our nonprofit because we believe in it. We believe that it's necessary. and We want a place that's safe, but also a place that's specifically for what you need because I remember at least when West was little if I could have just come to one spot and find out in my area or location of who is around that I meet that I could connect with would have been so different for me and and I hope to provide that 
sense of connection and community to so many more. Um, and then to progress that Wes someday becomes a mentor and can mentor little kids with cerebral palsy. And I can be that old grandma on the community that, that will talk your ear off clearly. <laughs> but I, uh, there's just such value in the human experience and everyone's story is different and unique. And it just might be the connection someone's looking for. You know, some people are like, I don't, I would have loved this when my kids were little, but those are the people we need because they have the experience and experience, at at least for me in my life, I've found experience is way more beneficial (laughs) than something just saying, this is what it is. And, and this is the description of it. Um, I'm excited for the potential of a buddy, just like me, I am motivated. So we're pushing forward and yeah. So right now you can access us at a buddy, just like me.com. Um, and then our app will be out this spring. So I'll definitely be in touch with you when that's ready to go. And then we'll just be connecting all these wonderful human beings. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm so excited. I live in New York. So if there's anything I can ever help you with, please let me know because I love it's, that. It's so important. And I'm so glad that you're reaching other countries because it's obviously not just in the United States, right? Mm-hmm. People everywhere, mm-hmm. you know, are going through this and it should be known. And I think that Mm -hmm. the potential for this program is just endless. I think that Oh, I love that. I hope that it just grows and grows and grows because it's so beneficial to everyone. And also it helps people that may not have a disability learn about a lot of disabilities that aren't so common. This will help everyone hear about them and see that just because you have a disability doesn't mean that you can't do things yeah. and you can't find joy 100%. in life. So yes. I'm, I'm so glad that. to have connected with you. This is Yes, I'm me so too. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited too. I'm so glad for the support. Um, like I said, we're a nonprofit. So our goal, our app and our connections and our services will always be free. So we really rely on generous donations and sponsors. So I'm willing to talk to anyone and everyone that's willing to support us because I feel like it's a simple connection that changes the world. You know what I mean? And yeah, and we can do that. So it's exciting. It's daunting. I never would have thought <laughs> that this this would be what I was doing, but I love it. I have a passion for people and for connection. And um, I know it's going to change the world for a lot of people and I'm here for it. So <laughs> I'm here for your audience. Any <laughs> advice? Anything they can always email us at hello at a buddy just like me.com. I'd love anyone's input. We, you know, we are rallying for everyone and anyone with a diagnosis that needs a connection. So, yeah. So happy we got to chat. I hope you have an amazing night. I'm glad that your kids were great and my dog was <laughs> quiet. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. Thank and you for having me. And I will stay in contact because you're doing an awesome thing sharing wonderful messages. And it's important yeah. for sure. Yeah. All the way from New York. So I appreciate it. Of course. You're up late, my friend. <laughs> it's, it's only nine o'clock. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess in New York time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot. But yes, you know, and on a Friday, we're a hot date tonight, aren't we? You and I. <laughs> Honestly, I I sat down. I was like, what could be better than talking to people connecting in my yes. own house with my dog? I love like, that. Uh, this is a great Friday for me. <laughs> you know, it's a great time to be alive. We are all so digital and we're all in this web, interweb together. Why are we not motivating for more goodness in this world? So kudos know. to you for pushing that narrative of goodness. 
I love it so much. You too. And have an amazing night. Keep me updated. If I think of anybody, I will definitely send them your way. And I will put all of your information in the show notes so that other people can find you. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.